cliffcentral.com. You're listening to Digital Influence with Ryan Hogarth. I'm your host, Ryan Hogarth, and I like to find people to talk to, to talk about how digital, how technology is impacting our world in general, our general behaviors, our relationships. Everything is being transformed because of digital and technology. And so I like to find people that I can talk to about that. So for today's show, I find myself in a boardroom at SAP in Woodmead. And I'm talking to Brett Parker, who's the managing director for Africa, for SAP. And and I thought we'd have a conversation about what's happening in Africa, because Africa is one of these areas, well, well it's one of the, it's the big promise of the future, I think, in the, from, from a global perspective. And everyone in the world is looking to Africa to see what they, uh, hopefully not what they can just exploit out of it, but maybe it's time for Africa to sort of take its own leadership role in the world. I've always believed that Africa should dominate the world. And I think perhaps maybe we have an opportunity to do that now. So first of all, Brett Parker, thank you for taking some time out of your day to talk about this with me. Thank you, Ryan, and thanks for, thanks for having me on your show. Much appreciated. Very good. Now, what I'm interested in, I read, a, I read a piece you wrote about the future of IT in Africa, and I got quite excited about the, the, the potential there, the things that can happen. So let's kick off with your general view. If I say to you, Brett, what is the future of IT in Africa? And go. <laughs> <laughs> okay, look, uh, Ryan. So first of all, I mean, I, uh, like you, I'm a strong believer in the future of Africa. I mean, mm. I've worked in uh, many different countries around the world. Um, you know, I worked in Russia, the Middle East, Eastern Europe. Uh, so a lot of emerging markets. And uh, Africa is one of those. But I think Africa has an amazing potential. I mean, we're, we're living on a continent that has the youngest uh, population in the world. Uh, also the fastest growing population and there are there are many things that are going on in Africa urbanization is a huge thing you know people are moving uh, rapidly into uh, cities around the, around the continent um, and then when you think about Africa you know there's there's 35% uh, of the gdp is in agriculture 65% uh, of the labor force in Africa works in the agricultural industry um, and then we have this whole thing around the Internet of Things that's happening globally. So if you look at what the World Economic Forum mentioned uh, recently, you know, we have 22.9 connected billion connected devices in the world. Sorry, give me that number again. 22.9 billion. As, as of now? As of 2016, yeah. Uh, sorry, uh, <clears throat> sorry, why I'm interrupting you is that I think three years ago it was said that there would be there would be around that number around 2020. So it seems we're yeah, already so overtaken that. We have. And by, okay. tw and by 2020, they're saying there'll be 50.1 billion connected devices. So if you think about it, I mean, it's like, you know, coffee machines and fridges mm -hmm. and all kinds of things. Um, so, you know, and, and that means that, you know, there'll be five connected devices per person. Um, on the planet, which is which is incredible, and if you think about the amount of data that will be shared and the and the opportunity that exists when you can get access to information that is that is coming from all of these devices and how companies can use that that information to you know to to push uh, things to consumers. Mm. So if you just take the, the the concept of the coffee machine now, so if you you're using your coffee machine, it'll it'll know which coffee you prefer, when you have your coffee, how they can mm. sell you that coffee, all that kind those kinds of things. I mean, that's really uh, an incredible opportunity. And I mean, if we just bring it down to a practical level of Africa, and, and let's talk about some of the things that are happening. 
Um, you know, at SAP, we are working with governments and uh, co-ops on the agricultural side to assist them in terms of, um, you know, understanding through their mobile devices, the farmers, understanding mm-hmm. what price they're going to get per kilo of, you know, crop when they get to the co-op. And, and then things like, for example, how we limit the downtime of, of machines through, through information and, and things like that. So we can, you know, we can make sure that they, they proactively service their tractors and other things so that they, they increase the efficiencies and productivity you know, on these different farms. These are the types of things that are happening today. Uh, if you look at cities, I mean, cities uh, is, it creates a, an, an incredible opportunity for governments because let's take something like, for example, what we are discussing with the, with the city of Johannesburg, which is around how we proactively provide services to, to citizens. So, for example, a, a pothole in the road. You know, if we can, uh, if we can actually get a citizen to just through a mobile device to report a pothole, and then what happens is that that opportunity then gets, um, you know, offered to SMMEs through a through a, um, a platform where they can then, you know, bid for that piece of work and actually within 24 hours go there, you know, fix the pothole, send the invoice through their mobile device once again to the city, get get paid, and, and provide a level of service to the citizen that that changes the experience that the citizen. So is that has. something ongoing now? Something you're thinking so, about? So that's a, that's something that we are planning and working with uh, right now. So you know things like that, um, mm. you know, street lights that that are that are out. Um, so, so in the near future, there will be a mobile application that will be available to citizens that enables them to get this type of, of service. So, you know, and, and these are the types of things that we are working on with, yes. with, uh, uh, with um, uh, you know, uh, governments and, and, um, and uh, municipalities. Likewise, we can also talk about the transportation, you know. So if, you, if you're losing public transport, you want to know, is it running on time? Uh, what is the expected arrival of a bus or a train or whatever, uh, etc. So, uh, again, these things can be delivered quite, quite easily through mobile devices. You know, when we talk about... The type of service. When we talk about Africa, there's a tendency to generalize Africa. And, and, and if you're a South African, it, uh, we often make the mistake of going, okay, well, there's South Africa and then there's Africa. Hmm. Um, and, we, and we love to sort of generalize the rest of Africa into... And, which is a very stupid thing to do because, of course, every country's got its own issues, their hmm. own state of things. So, but, but given that, um, I mean, some of the things you're talking about, and, and like when you talk about Joburg and having that app, and, you know, I live in Joburg, so that makes sense to me. I go, wow, that would be awesome mm-hmm. if I could report a street light out or a pothole. <clears throat> when you talk about the Internet of Things for Africa, uh, it almost might seem or, or give the idea... What is the readiness of Africa for something like the Internet of Things? Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, are there countries that are that are kind of ready for it and have the the sort of uh, infrastructure for it, and others that are still? What is the state of that? Yeah. So, so look, I mean, I think the way I view it is is that actually Africa is probably more ready than most countries because we don't have so much legacy. I mean, you, if you look at the mature markets, you know, they have a lot of legacy, and and so therefore the process of change and and adopting things like cloud or mobile or these types of things is actually a, a, the process is a lot tougher than if you mm. don't have the legacy. So, I mean, and I'll give you some examples. I mean, uh, you know, so if you, if you look at the Kenyan situation of, of banking the unbanked, mm. right? So to get, you know, if you don't have a banking system which has branches and all those types of things, to get to people to, to allow them to start banking, what they did was they created a, a, a mobile banking wallet called M-Pesa. 
So people could just you know, automatically yes. get onto a mobile device and start banking. So these are types of examples of how Africa has actually leapfrogged other parts of the world because they don't have the legacy. Mm. And, and in Africa, we look for solutions, and those solutions, uh, people are, are ready to, to adopt them because they're not used to something else, mm. and they don't have to change. So it's, mm. you know, it, it sometimes works in our favor there in terms of uh, some of those future platforms and other things that we look to Okay, so if we're looking at the future of IT in Africa, maybe it's worth looking at, and, and you have touched on it already, but what is, what is the now of IT in Africa? I mean, I think it's, um, I mean, there are some amazing things going on right now, which lead to some incredible things that can come in the future, but uh, from your point of view, from an SAP point of view, what is the now of IT in Africa? Mm-hmm. So look, I think that, um, so first of all, um, we find that um, many companies are putting in platforms to enable them to manage their businesses effectively. Um, there is this whole thing of the, um, the, the mobile device in Africa. So everybody has mobile devices, yeah. I mean, all over the place. And in some countries, they have several mobile devices. So mobile is big. Um, then there's the, um, the adoption of cloud. So, you know, Companies can move very quick when, when we talk about cloud solutions because mm. they don't have to put the infrastructure in. They don't have to make big investments in, in hardware and other things. You know, cloud solutions are available. They're on a subscription-based model, so you can subscribe to them, and you can then start using those types of things. So, so we have mobile, we have cloud, we have a young population, uh, and we have this whole thing around people wanting to get instant access to information mm. and data. So it's, it's, this, it's the big data thing. It's, it's being able to, to share data between each other, between companies, so, and then from machine to people, machine to machine. All these types of things are, 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 kind of, are going to be coming between now and 2020. Mm. Um, and I think that the, um, you know, those, those types of, of things that are happening in Africa right now around mobile, around the cloud, around big data are things that uh, provide us with amazing opportunities for citizens, for, 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 um, for companies, uh, et cetera, on the continent. And from your perspective, what does this mean for Africa? I mean, it, I mean uh, and it all sounds amazing, it's great, we can do these incredible things, but what is the greater impact for the people of Africa with this sort of thing happening? So, look, I mean, I think that, uh, um, you know, if you look at um, some of the things that we see, uh, we live in a global world, right? Mm. So, so there are companies that, because they have access to data, information, uh, can can use systems in the cloud, et cetera, et cetera. That gives companies and people opportunities to start, you know, building businesses that can get access to global markets. So, so that's a, from a from a company perspective, that's a big opportunity for for African companies, small companies in Africa as well. So we've seen many of those cases, you know, of um, small companies that Nigerian-based companies, for example, that have expanded into <coughs> global markets and offer their products and solutions and other things into, into markets today that they would not necessarily have been able to do in mm. the past. I mean, it, is, it has been said, and I'm trying to remember where I got this stat from, and it might have been the World Bank, where the simplicity is, is where there is ample access to the Internet, prosperity follows, or uh, mm. economic activity happens because people are connected, they can do things, and... And people become innovative. You know, when you have access to the world and access to stuff, people come up with amazing ideas. Um, and, and it's probably an obvious thing to say that probably most countries um, are probably lagging behind where they'd like to be in terms of having everybody connected. Uh, but 
from your experience, and I don't know if you can speak to this, but where where would you say who's ahead of the game in that regard? Like in in terms of getting their citizens connected, having having ample access to the internet, cheap access to mm, the internet. Mm, mm. So on the, I think <clears throat> if we look at the African continent, obviously, you know, there is, um, so there's two ways. Okay, first of all, you get the fixed line, you know, access to the mm. internet, and then you get the mobile access to the internet. So in the African context, it's, it's far greater on the mobile side. Of course. Of course, we have the, the, the undersea cables that run around the mm. continent, and therefore those countries that are closer to the edges of Africa are more connected and are more, you know, are, are more aggressive in terms of making sure that their citizens are connected and uh, driving opportunities. And then the more you move to the center of the continent, then you find less, you know, less of that mm. because then it is really kind of satellite and mobile and stuff like that. Is, there's not necessarily the access to the internet cables and things like that. So, so it just depends on where you are. I think that if I look at countries... Um, in Africa, I mean, countries, obviously South Africa is, is sure. you know, it's more of a, a developed country, but mm. on the emerging side you get Morocco is, really? uh, yeah, is very kind of uh, aggressive in, in, that, in that type of adoption in technology and internet and, and providing services and options to, to the people in the country. Um, the Kenyan, obviously on the East African side, there's several countries, Rwanda, Kenya, they're also fairly, you know, advanced in terms of what they do there. Mauritius is the Mauritian government is quite, um, you know, embracing in terms of um, uh, nearshore services and other things that they provide for the African continent. Um, and then, I mean, I don't want to leave countries out, but obviously sure. you've got the mobile boom in, in Nigeria, yes. which is a big thing. Everybody's aware of that and knows that and is familiar with it. I think that, um, you know, countries like Angola are, are picking up a lot in terms of, of what they are doing around technology and things like that. So especially on the industries where we find there's significant disruption or change. So like, for example, the oil and gas industry, you know, in order for you to be relevant in a, in a market that gets disrupted like that, you need to be uh, aggressive in terms of your thinking and how you change your processes and improve your efficiencies through technology. Mm. So we often find that in, in countries where there are, there's disruption in industries and things like that, and the GDP of that country is largely dependent on one or two industries, that they, they, they start to be more aggressive on the technology side yes. to, to try to improve things uh, from that perspective. Yeah. All right, fine. Well, I think to, to sum up, I think the, the message coming from you really, I think <laughs> is, and, and I think many people share this view, is that if we can get the technology right, Africa has an amazing future because we've already seen incredible innovation come from, from the constrained technology we've had. Mm. Uh, like you said, we've had to be innovative because we don't have an unlimited amount of bandwidth and storage and we can play and, and develop amazing things. But the state of things is, is Africa's IT right now and its future looks pretty good. And, and to anyone who has considered doing business in Africa, you've got to get out there and see what is happening. It is incredible. So, Brett, uh, thank you very much. Mr. Brett Parker, who's the Managing Director for SAP in Africa, thank you for taking the time to join me and talk about the future of IT in Africa. Great, Ryan. Thank you. And thanks again for having me on the show. No, Appreciate absolute it. pleasure. So you've been listening to Digital Influence with Ryan Hogarth.